Happy New Year. And that's what I'd like to talk about in this podcast. Are you someone who gets excited when the New Year comes around, when December 31st melts into January the 1st? I certainly remember as a young kid how thrilled I was whenever it was the New Year and the excitement of staying up late, especially when the New Year ended in a zero. I remember 1970, 1980. But as I got older, it became less exciting. And even though I had the privilege of being in Australia and thus one of the first ones to see the New Year 2000 come in, it was still less exciting to me than when I was a kid. And this year, to be honest with you, I did stay up past midnight, but it was only a coincidence because there are some years where I don't even bother to stay up. And what about resolutions? I can remember many years where I've, I've set many challenging goals for myself, making three, four, five, six, even seven resolutions, and yet there are other times where I've made none at all. Is that right? Is it cheap? Is it compromising? What does the Bible say about this? Well, that's what we're going to focus on during the next few minutes. But I'd like to start with a rather minor qualification. Because New Year's Day isn't necessarily what we think, or rather, it isn't necessarily when we think. Because it's not always January the 1st. There's actually quite a bit of variation, as we'll see uh, as we go through some of the world traditions. Many of us are familiar with the Chinese New Year, which usually takes place in February or maybe late January. And that means that those born in the very beginning of the year belong to the previous Chinese year. So their New Year begins a few weeks later. I was born in the year of the boar or the pig. Now, if I had been born at the very beginning of my year, I'd be year of the dog, which would be more appropriate for my name. But I was later on, and so I became a pig. Well, the Hindus may celebrate their new year in the middle of April. For Muslims, it could really be almost any time of the year because they're on a lunar calendar. That means the year has 354 days and, uh, you know, the, the moon and the sun are out of sync. That is, it's not exactly 12 months in a year. It's a little bit more, so it gets a little confusing. In the ancient world, the Babylonians had a lunar calendar and they began the new year on the first new moon after the vernal equinox. The vernal equinox is the time in the spring when the length of the day and the length of the night are the same. And so at the first new moon, then they begin the year. Well, that kind of makes sense because, after all, spring is a time of beginnings. The Egyptians actually changed to a solar calendar. They really uh, needed accuracy, particularly to predict the flooding of the Nile. And there's some evidence that 4,000 years before Christ, they were already using a solar calendar. For ancient Rome, 15th of March was the day that the new year began. But then the Senate changed the date for some political reason in 153 BC to the 1st of January. January, of course, is named after the Roman god Janus. Janus has two faces facing in two directions, back on the year that's gone by and forward to the year ahead. What about the modern world? Did you know that in England, up until very recently, New Year was celebrated on the 25th of March. By an act of Parliament, this was changed. And it was changed because the calendar that England was on was out of sync with the calendar that the rest of Europe was on. I won't go into the details of the Julian and Gregorian calendars right now. But uh, based on the traditional date of Christ's birth, uh, December 25th, which is almost certainly wrong, 
Nine months earlier exactly is the 25th of March. By Act of Parliament in 1750, uh, this was to be changed. And a couple of years later, oh, they, this happened in September. September 1752 lost 11 days. They had to cut 11 days out so they can get in sync with the rest of Europe. And then they, they changed New Year to January the 1st. In the Orthodox world, and I refer to churches like Greek Orthodox or Russian Orthodox, it's celebrated usually in January, but not necessarily. Some Eastern Orthodox celebrate New Year's the 14th of January. Some Greek Orthodox start the religious year in the autumn, like in September. What does the Bible say? Of course, there's no New Year celebration as such, and yet there is a new year. Uh, it says in the account of the Passover that for the Jews becoming the people of God, uh, at Passover time, they would begin their religious calendar. And so their new year begins in the spring. And yet, there's another calendar in operation in the Old Testament, a civil calendar, which has the new year starting in September, in the autumn. And maybe you've heard of the the Hebrew words Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is head of the year. And that's mentioned also in Exodus and a little bit later on. And so you've got the new year starting in September, but you also have the new year starting in the spring, like, like April. And one more factor that made it really tricky in Old Testament times was that uh, chronology was not, it wasn't as simple as numbering the year the year was based on the number on the the year that the king was reigning so if the king had been reigning for seven years and this was his eighth year then this was the eighth year of king whatever his name was and so you've got uh, at least three things to take into account at any rate in no way is new year's day january 1st well let me share a few biblical reflections on this topic i'm not against new year's Uh, uh, celebrations or resolutions, not personally, but let me share some things of a little more serious nature. I believe the world really misses the mark when it comes to New Year's Day. Why Why can't it be a time for reflection? Why a time of revelry? And I remember uh, when I was in Sydney, uh, as the year 2000 came in, just the incredible uh, amount of pagan revelry going on everywhere. It was a wild bash. And this is pretty typical of the world, isn't it? I like the way the Jews approach it. Between New Year's Day in the autumn, Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, they have a time for introspection, which they call the Days of Awe, as in remembering God's awesomeness. New Year's resolution can certainly be marked by joy and by celebration, but certainly it should be a time for introspection. And perhaps, like the pagan god of the Romans, the god Janus, we should be looking forward even as we're looking back. I think resolutions are fine, but we need to make sure that our yes is yes. Matthew 5, James 5. And even if we keep a resolution um, and it hurts, <laughs> that's... That's something that we, we can expect. It's no challenge to set a, a nothing resolution. I vow I will get up every day. No, but when we, we set a challenging goal, we need to keep our word, Psalm 15. Uh, just my practical advice, fewer resolutions, more likely to be kept than a long list. i never forget 
one Christian brother who came and he had a list of about 40 resolutions he was going to commit to in the new year. It's very hard to focus on two things at one time, let alone 40. And of course, follow-up or accountability is essential. Now let me say the most important thing uh, that I will in this short podcast. If we're making resolutions, my opinion is they should be God-focused, not self-focused. The most common resolution, at least in the Western world, is one to lose weight. I'm going to diet. Or something connected with that. I'm going to join the local gym. I'm going to eat less or exercise more. The second most common resolution is financial. Usually it's to save money or spend it more wisely. And and the third most common resolution has something to do with becoming a happier or more self-fulfilled person. None of these is actually wrong. And I think it's actually possible to pursue some of these goals in a way that glorifies God. However, these are really examples of self-directed goals. There's nothing inherently spiritual about any of them. What would be an example of a God-focused goal? How about a goal to read through the whole Bible this year? Or to fast? To seek God's face? To draw close to the Lord? Perhaps to take a week or two deliberately out of our schedules to preach overseas or to serve the poor in our own country. Why not make these sorts of resolutions, resolutions that are not self-focused but God-focused? We are called to be faithful stewards of what the Lord has given us, and that includes our time. Every day counts, every week and every year. Let's live wisely, making the most of every opportunity. Happy New Year.